Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. And first, I'd like to reveal a powerful move of God that is prophesied in Scripture. And in and of itself, it's amazing, this move of God that's specifically prophesied in the Scripture. But I also want to use this fulfillment to demonstrate a principle of God that greatly applies to us today. So it's the, uh, it's the revelation and the prophecy fulfilled and then taking the principle of this prophecy fulfilled to reveal something to us that applies to our lives exactly where we're at right now with and in the midst of this coronavirus. Okay, I hope that all of you have a meaningful Memorial Day this weekend. I joked with our congregation in an email this week. I said, hey, you got big travel plans this Memorial Day? And just kidding and all. I know some people actually are heading out for Memorial Day, but I know it's a lot less than it normally is, and most people are at home. And as we did earlier, it's very important to honor the memory of those who came before us. And that's what I was talking about with with mom. Uh, But also, of course, thinking about those who gave all so that we could be free. And so thank you, Lord, for their sacrifice. And it's important to look at those who have gone before us. And in our faith, we look back 2,000 years ago at a time when the Shlichim prophesied, when the apostles prophesied that this day would come, this day that we're in right now. It was prophesied that this day would come, a day when Messianic Judaism thrived once again, when Jewish people's eyes would be open to the fact that Yeshua was the promised Jewish Messiah. Because our eyes were darkened. You have to understand this, friends, what the Word of God says. Our eyes were darkened some to this truth. Why? So that the Word of God could be spread to the Gentile world. So it would not just be an insular, only Jewish thing, the understanding with Yeshua, the Jewish Messiah, but no, that it would spread to the whole entire world. But one day, Rabbi Shaul prophesied explicitly that this hardening of our Jewish people would abate. If you'd like to turn Romans chapter 11, Romans 11, please, verse 25, says this, I do, and he's speaking to Gentiles, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of Gentiles has come in. Very important to understand. You need to follow me real closely here in this message. A lot of things connect that I think are going to be revelatory to you. Okay, so it's going to be more difficult 
for Jewish people to see Yeshua as the Messiah until something happens. It's, it's, uh, it's almost mystical sounding until the fullness of Gentiles happens. When the fullness of Gentiles happens, then the hardening and, and, and will, will abate and Jewish people will begin to see that Yeshua is the Jewish Messiah. It says it right here in the word 2,000 years ago. Well, when is this? And is this true? Well, we should examine this a little bit. In addition to Memorial Day, this weekend actually also happens to contain within it another special event as Yom Yerushalayim was really just yesterday. I mean, it was actually, a fr- it's the Friday here uh, before Shabbat starts. And, and on this day, on the Hebrew calendar, Israel unified Jerusalem in 1967. Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day. Okay, that's, that's Friday, the Friday the, right before the Shabbat that we're in right now is Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day. On this date on the Hebrew calendar, Jerusalem was liberated in 1967. It was a historic fulfillment of biblical prophecy. How do I know? Listen, Yeshua himself prophesied about the Jewish people and Jerusalem. Let's go to Luke 21. Luke 21, please, which is an amazing chapter. Verse 24 Yeshua says this, talking about the Jewish people. He he says, they will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. They'll be spread out, right? This is what happened. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Okay, we see here a correlation. We see an answer to that question here. Now, what happened? Jerusalem came back fully into Jewish hands in 1967. So recent, historically, this is very recent in in the uh, chasm of time. But we read that when Jerusalem is back in Jewish hands, that the times of the Gentiles will be at its full. Now, does that mean that no Gentiles will come to faith anymore? Not in any way. That's, That's not what that's saying. But it does mean that the time to favor Israel and the Jewish people has come. And does this sign of Jerusalem mean anything else? Does this sign of Jerusalem coming back into Jewish hands mean anything else? We're starting to paint a picture here. Yes, it does. Luke 21, let's skip down now to verses 27 and 28. At that time... When you see these things happen, at that time, they will see the Son of Man, that's the Messiah, coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And and the camera, you're facing the right direction. Jerusalem is this way, relative to where we are right now. That's east. Okay, so listen. If you see the skies behind me break open and a a giant light come through there, please text me because I'm looking the wrong direction right now. Okay, now listen. This is a sign that the Messiah is coming soon. When you see these things happen, Yeshua said, and he tells us, when you see these things happen, I'm coming back. I'm coming back soon. When you see Jerusalem is one of the biggest signs back in Jewish hands. Looking up means that we should anticipate him. How long is that going to be? He says, says, it it will be soon. I have no idea exactly how soon that is. Soon for God likely does not mean what I think it means, right? 
What is soon? I don't know. At the same time, in verse 32, it says, truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Wow. Is this true? Okay, so how long is a generation? That's been hotly debated among scholars. 70 years, 100 years, who knows? When does the clock officially start? Was it 1967? Likely, likely, possibly, who knows for sure? But what the truth is, is that it's not going to be long in the big picture. If you look at all of time, we're, we're, the, the, the clock is short. Uh, the, the, the clock has is, is almost reached 12 here because Yeshua specifically told us that when you see these things happen, he says, when you see these things begin to happen, look up, your redemption draweth nigh. Okay, so he's coming back again soon because we are seeing these things begin to happen. We're seeing these things happen in Israel. Israel is still, Jerusalem is still on the front page of the news. Even, even this week, it's been on the front page of the news. So we know that Jerusalem in Jewish hands has to do with Messiah's return. But remember what we read in Romans 11 a little bit earlier. Because, because it specifically says that when Jerusalem is back in Jewish hands, the fullness of the Gentiles, the time of the Gentiles, it will be fulfilled. It also has to do with the Jewish people turning to Yeshua. I asked earlier, when would that happen? Romans 11 says it's connected with the fullness of the Gentiles. Luke 21 tells us this has to do with Jerusalem being in Jewish hands again. And sure enough, coincidence? Come on. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. So, so, so the, the Jewish people, the hardening of our hearts and the, blind, the, the, the blindness that we have in part about Yeshua being the Messiah, God says is going to, to come off and, and be revealed to us more in the fullness of the time of the Gentiles. And then in a different part, when is that? Has to do with Jerusalem and Jewish hands again. So in 1967, if the Bible is true, you should begin to see, Jerusalem is now in Jewish hands, you should begin to see a renewal of Jewish people seeing and believing that Yeshua is actually the promised Messiah. If the Bible's true, that is what should happen. And sure enough, in 1967, that was the year the Young Messianic Jewish Alliance, the YMJA was born, which was really the, 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 the thrusting organization to bring about the modern day Messianic Jewish movement. People like Manny Brotman and, and other pioneers over the years. Uh, uh, and, and, it, and it's really the birth date of the modern Messianic Jewish movement, 1967. More Jewish people have come to Yeshua as the Messiah in the last 53 years than in the previous 2000. <laughs> I mean, that's astounding. It's astounding. Coincidence? No. It's right here in black and white in the scriptures. It's right there. It says it. And Friday, the Friday that we just finished here, is the anniversary of this biblical miracle. And it's powerful. It's a testimony. And it is the truth. And that's what I want for us to hear today. That's what I want for you to hear today. We serve a big God, and he is not intimidated by the coronavirus. It doesn't mess up his plan. It's so interesting. I was talking to some people recently, uh, Mark, for whom the coronavirus really has not affected them that much. And, and they were speaking sympathetically towards other people because the coronavirus, but they said, you know, it's so interesting because in our worlds, in our lives, the coronavirus hasn't had that much of an effect. Other people have lost very much. Other people lost their jobs, their finances, their, of course, relationships, and, and they feel so isolated. Some people, some people think the virus 
is, is way overblown. You hear this, you see this in the media. Oh, the virus is way overblown. Some people think, other people think that other people are not being nearly cautious enough. I think all these people, they're, they're, they're starting opening up way too soon. You, you hear all this. What's the truth? What's the truth? What's the truth? What's the answer? Well, you'll be very happy to know that I actually have the answer. <laughs> That's right. I have the answer, ladies and gentlemen. And the answer can be found in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, starting in verse 13, that says this. Now, all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Friends, beloved, Havarim, that is the answer to the coronavirus. Fear God and keep his commandments. How do we know that it's that simple of a truth? <laughs> a great piece of evidence is the fact that between Luke 21 and Romans 11, I read you multiple passages written 2,000 years ago that are coming to pass before you today, right now that's coming to pass. Really think about that for just a minute. Because the virus is a blip. I'm not saying that we, we shouldn't take precautions. It's not what I'm saying at all. Take precautions. I'm saying in the, in the long, big picture, the virus is a blip. For that matter, friends, our lives are a blip. <laughs> Truthfully, what is man that God is mindful of him? But my friends, even though I think that, and, and Chris, when I think about that, and I, and I think, gosh, we're just a blip, and we're, not, we're a nothing on this screen, uh, and, and, and who are we that God should even think of us? Then I read in Psalm 103, starting in verse 17, the psalmist says this, but from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. My gosh, beloved, God loves you. God loves you deeply from everlasting to everlasting, his word says. And with your children's children, irrespective of COVID-19, feel this. And know that it is true. This very week should give you reassurance that the God of the Bible is indeed God. Why this week? Because we're celebrating Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day. Which is, which is a day to remember that what God said in his word came to pass and will come to pass. And so if what he said was true then, then it's true when he says, from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. That includes you. Psalm 136, starting in verse one, the whole chapter is amazing, says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His love endures forever. Mishbacha, feel that. 
<laughs> I say to you, beloved, because you are beloved. Yes, you're beloved by me, but, but even much more so by your heavenly Abba, by your heavenly daddy. He, his love endures forever, forever. You gotta feel it. I want you to feel the love of the Lord, Mishpacha, if you are alone, if you are feeling lonely, and that doesn't mean because you are by yourself. You might be with your whole family. But still, with the virus and the isolation and the quarantine and the social distancing, you still may feel alone or lonely. But if you're, if, if you're fretting your finances, remember this, right? No matter what it is, his love endures forever. Keep reminding yourself, his love endures forever, Yes, even through the hard times, his love endures forever. The good times, his love endures forever. The stock market at an all-time high, his love endures forever. Unemployment at all-time high, his love endures forever. See, the Jewish people had sinned, and so they were dispersed into the diaspora. But God's love endures forever. And one day, he promised us that we'd be back in Jerusalem again. And we are. His love endures forever. God has proven himself. Believe him. Believe him. How much longer will we not have live services? I have no idea. I'm pretty confident it's still going to be a while, to be honest with you. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. But you know what? Here's what I do know. His love endures forever. Psalm chapter 55 Verse 22 says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Ooh, I love that. Don't be shaken, my friends. Don't be shaken. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to make the camera shake just from myself. Whoop. Did you see that? I bet the camera shook right there. It did, didn't it? Hey, don't you be shaken <laughs> like that camera just was. I want you, well, I'm thankful the whole camera didn't fall over right there. I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm just, I'm just thankful the camera didn't just crash right there. That would have made for one serious blooper. Friends, the, the scripture says he will never let the righteous be shaken. Don't be shaken by this, brother or sister. If he's faithful to Israel and the Jewish people, he'll be faithful to you. I know unemployment's heading in the 20% rate. God still loves you, and you need not be shaken. God does not lie. Does that mean it's going to be easy? No, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But we have to keep our eyes on the prize. We got to keep our eyes on the prize, team. That's what we got to do right now. What does it say in Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 13? Rabbi Shaul says this, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and what? And doing what? Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Messiah Yeshua. Ooh, Baruch Hashem. That's good news. See, friends, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Shavuot doesn't come on day seven of the counting of the Omer, nor on day 32, nor on day 44, which is today. Shavuot comes on the 50th day of the counting of the Omer. Listen, listen to my teaching here today. In this season, we toil at times before 
the 50th day of the Omer, right? We, we toil at times, but we have to press forward. We press forward to receive the prize. That means press forward even if we're not meeting in person right now. Now is not the time to slack, beloved. Invest, invest in your marriage. Invest in your children and in your relationships. Take time to renew your prayer life right now. Start reading the Word. Start doing a daily devotional. You can find lots of them online that you can have on your smartphone. Daily devotionals. They don't take that much time. Start getting in the habit now before things get crazy again and everybody's all back out and stuff and the world just... Start the habit now. I know you're going to have to get back in the habit of coming to, to services. I get that. And, and, and trust me, I've, I've thought about that. This is going to be something that we're going to have to be intentional about to get back in that habit whenever that time comes. But right now, start making good habits. Start doing that daily devotional, that daily prayer time, reading of the word, purpose to kick that bad habit. Some of you have some bad habits that you've had for years. Stop it. Take some time. Take some time right now. And, and, and purpose, work on those bad habits. Purpose to beat them. Ask the Lord to help you. Now's the time that you may be a little, have, be a little bit more focused and have time to be a little bit more focused. Focus on this. I'm talking to you. Stay humble before the Lord. I've noticed uh, in this season that opinions about everything that's going on are all over the place, and I'm sure you've seen this too. People are, and although, every, although there's five million opinions, people are extremely passionate about what they think. They're just, everybody's so passionate about what they think. I would encourage you to focus on the big picture and don't become wounded by friendly fire. There's friendly fire out there. You, you all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. There, there, there are some people out there that, that just w would try to make you feel lots of different ways. Listen, don't get caught up in the friendly fire issue. I'm not saying don't be impassioned and believe what you believe. That, that's okay and healthy. But, but listen, we can't let this destroy relationships. We can't let this destroy us. We've got to come together. Hello, beyachad, in unity in this season now more than ever. And regarding all of this and how long it takes, <laughs> think about how long God took, yes, to restore Jerusalem. It took some time, but he did it. <laughs> but he did it. And yet at the same time, we know that God says this as we prepare to close. 2 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 8, it says this. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Mm, that's so beautiful. Hey, guess what? God loves you. He really, really loves you. And that's all you really need to know. The title of my message is The Truth. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. 
Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.